good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Welcome back to another the podcast, the home episodes of the podcast, the podcast twice in a row. I'll be the host of this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, the bottom screen is he there? I don't know. I can't see him. He's somewhere out there. Goes my name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? What's up, boys? I'm down here uh, in Park City hitting moguls, working my way up to hashtag Warzone. And uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm driving. I feel like 2022 is going our way. What's up? Nice. All right. Uh, up there on the top of the screen, getting uh, getting the studio all set up, recording and process. Matt, time of the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. I also feel like 2022 is going our way. So yeah, I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. And it's good to talk to you both. Yeah, it's tough to tell, though. I feel like on this podcast, we're always like, oh, it's going our way. I mean, we said that about 2019. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it inevitably cla- collapses inwards on us, you know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know. 2022 has been kind of the same thing. It just haven't been going out as much. And I'm like, yeah, just going to work. See, feels like a year. <laughs> oh, not me. I've been wearing less and going out more. <laughs> there is no way you've been wearing less and going out more <laughs> <laughs> well i've been going out more but actually i'm wearing full ski gear and a bodysuit because it's like 13 degrees here right now yeah i was gonna say i don't doubt you might be going out more but i'm like there's no way you're wearing less in at a ski resort Dude, in Utah. Like, yeah. it's gotta be cold as it's cold as there Ted, you would love this. So, all right. So usually I'm like a, just a beanie guy, you know, beanie and like a face mask or whatever. Not that I've really done much skiing. I'm just learning now. But um, the, uh, the family was concerned. So they bought me a helmet for skiing. Nice. But the problem is with the helmet, uh, you get a lot of airflow through it and you're freezing cold the whole time because it's very cold here. So I went into town and I bought myself a balaclava. I don't know if you guys are familiar with these, but I essentially look like a terrorist who's about to hijack a semi-truck in a movie, always. So like 24-7, I'm just in full terrorist mode here. So anyway, yes, I'm not wearing less. In fact, I'm covering up more than most Muslim women. You can only see my eyes. I, I do like the fact they made you get a helmet because all this double black, uh, diamond, double black diamond talk, I was like, he needs a helmet. Like those are, those are sneaky <laughs> things. And then there was like a, an actor in Europe that literally died like last week on a uh, same thing because he like hit his head when he was skiing some steep thing. Oh my God. That's actually pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the helmet's been necessary. We've been hitting some, some pretty heavy stuff through the trees. In fact, I got a giant mark on my helmet from going under a branch. Oh, oh. Well, I'm assuming they all rock helmets. Um, the people in the house do, I would say in general, on the slope, it's probably 80, 20 pro helmet, but you know, there's Ted, you know, there's a couple of desperados out there who are like li- not living for tomorrow. It's like smoking cigs, drinking whiskey, no helmet, baby. Cowboys. <laughs> Love it. 
I know, right? Well, trust me, there's always those people. But I'm like, eh, first season trying to go down <laughs> something called Warzone. Put the put the brain bucket on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we were talking about a little bit before we started, but I for me, I'm saying hands down the best NFL weekend of games I've ever seen in my life last weekend. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude. The first three. I was like, okay, that's like some of the best football I've ever seen. And then, of course, like the final game was singularly probably the most insane football game any of us have seen in the pros. Agreed? I mean, the only game I can put up against that was a Monday night football game like two years ago, and it was Mahomes versus the Rams. Chiefs-Rams. And it was just like that, like a shootout back and forth. But, yeah, I mean, I I don't remember – I don't remember a shootout like that. And it, it's just crazy because the games on Saturday were so close. And then on Sunday, the first one was close. So just like, it's got to go to overtime to top it. Then when it went to overtime, like, you've got to be fucking shit. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I feel like in college, maybe you get like some of that excitement because there's like the students there and the fans and there's rivalries and, you know, like rivalries seem much more robust in college. You know, you're talking like, Ohio State, Michigan, or something like that. But as far as the pros go, in fact, I would go so far as to say, as far as any pro sport, I mean, that was top of the line, cream of the crop, pretty much as good as it gets. For, for wait a minute, for the games or for the rivalries? No, no, no. I feel like rivalries in college are much bigger. And so because of that, you get a lot more really emotional games. The pros, you know, these guys are millionaires. They're not too invested in the rivalry. Sometimes they are, but the college rivalries are like blood feuds. So that's why I'm saying I feel like for those NFL games this weekend, like that felt like, I mean, it was emotional. It was emotionally draining to watch them. Like it was fun. And I feel like you don't get games that have like that much on the line in the pros as much. So I loved it, man. Some of the best, that was the best NFL football I've ever seen for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. I just like I've been talking for like two days to people, right? I talked to my brother. I've talked to like you know Miles and Thrill and Mike. I'm just like I don't know that I've ever seen four games that competitive. Now the Niners Packers game wasn't too exciting till the end because it was just you know one of those games. And I'm like I, I I'm with you. I just was like these are the greatest the greatest divisional weekend we've ever seen in our lives. Oh yeah, and dude, you know honestly. Uh, we like to knock the NFLs with like the whole referee walkout and some of the rules controlling the game or whatever, but they do a great job of making the teams like pretty even. I mean, didn't, wasn't there like the number like 30 team, like knocked off like one of the top teams right at the end of the season that you were talking about. I mean, like anybody could win on, it truly is any given Sunday. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the biggest difference the NFL has over almost every other pro league is the parity. That like, I mean, there's always going to be Detroit and Jacksonville that don't seem to do much. But for the most part, like if you live in an NFL city, like your team has a chance. Yeah, I mean, the Bills were considered like a dead team by many. I mean, they were on par with like the Browns and now they've seen a resurgence and people everywhere are pro Bills Mafia. You know, I love those guys. It is wild, man. And right. for And for Buffalo, just like. I mean, Josh Allen, like, you won the game basically twice, but with 13 seconds left, like, I just, look, I rewatched that, uh, this, like, the end of that game last night when I got home. It was on NFL Network. 
And like, I forgot, like his parents are crying in the suite. There's 13 seconds. Like they've won that game. Uh, <laughs> God, I know. And just imagine, just imagine for a second. This is what breaks my heart. Imagine being a Bills Mafia fan. You live in Buffalo. The, the Bills are all you've got to know who you are. It's the middle of winter. There's a winter storm in effect. I mean, you know they were taking victory shots, chest bumping each other, like neighbors were becoming lifelong friends. To have that ripped away from you is almost unfathomable. Yeah, I'm with you, right? Being a Chiefs fan, that's amazing you come back. But, yeah, I can't imagine – I mean, well, as Seahawks fan, fans, we can kind of imagine, except the Seahawks weren't up. We want the ball like, and we're going to score. Well, I'm saying in the Super Bowl where they throw that interception, it just seems like they're going to score. But, like, for Bills fans, it was worse because it's like, no, 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 you already scored. You already drove down when nobody thought you could. And then, like, I'm with you. I would have been ripping shots. I don't – like, would you eat – like, I, somebody would have had to grab me and be like, pay attention to the last 13 seconds. But like, ah, we just – two plays and it's over. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm surprised that the city isn't a smoldering ruin. I mean, honestly – uh, you know how there's hockey riots occasionally? I seriously am surprised that they didn't burn Buffalo to the ground, out of purely out of anger. I mean, you know, God, you know they were already celebrating it. Like it just it hurts. If I could have watched like one of those fan cams that they put in a bar of Buffalo, I don't I don't know that I would have been able to look at the screen. Yeah, I mean. I'm just imagining like, like all of us, like sitting here at my house, just like when that ends, just being like, you've got to be kidding me. Just like, just like, all right, night's over. <laughs> yeah. Just such a sobering moment. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite football stories is uh, my cousin, Patrick, right? Uh, Cobb, you know, fellow, fellow popcorn uh, entrepreneur. So he's obviously a oh, massive, yeah. massive uh, Patriots fans, right? I mean, you know, he grew up in Cape Cod. So years ago, him and his wife are living in New York City. So, like, she has some friends over, and it's Giants versus Pats, and, like, Eli Manning takes them down, and they win, and they score. And, like, I, I don't know if I'm telling the story basically fully correct, but basically he just kind of – because there's Giants fans, right? She had some of her friends over, and basically he just stands up and is like, all right. Game's over. Get the fuck out. And they're like, what? And he's like, no, I'm serious. Get the fuck out. <laughs> wow. You can't wow. celebrate in my, in my home. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what I would do. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, like I'm, I'm glad nobody went to town and went crazy, but like I imagine there were some very awkward conversations between friends and relationships that night. I'm just like, no, this night's over. Like, I don't know how we lost that game. Like, I, like I'm too depressed. Everybody just leave. I don't know why they didn't squib it. I don't, well, look, there's a couple questions. Why didn't you squib it? But going back to uh, the Bengals game, like, why did you go for one when you scored your first touchdown? I mean, I, when we were watching the end of that game, I was sitting next to Mike Hawk, and, like, I have no rooting interest in Titans versus Bengals, right? Other than, like, Barnsley's a Bengals fan. My brother's a Titans fan now. So, like, I'm kind of, like, whatever. But I was so mad. I was like, Mike, 
there's like there's under two minutes. Like if they had just kicked that damn extra point, you could just run the clock out. You wouldn't have to throw this ball and give them time. And of course, they gave him time. Joe, Joe Burrow did what Joe Burrow does and got a W. Yeah, student. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Oh, I mean, I like Joe Burrow. Good for him. I saw a thing today that was like, he has twice as many playoff wins uh, in eight days as Dak Prescott does in his entire career. <laughs> I, okay, so <laughs> let's bounce back to the Bills and the Chiefs game. Okay. Like, you realize Dak Prescott ruined 14 whole seconds the week before. It took the Chiefs less than 13 seconds to get in field goal range <laughs> and tie that goddamn game up. I mean, think about that. Well, I forgot about that contest. Well, yeah. And, dude, I mean, that can only be – you got to talk about the defensive collapse. I mean, the Buffalo Bills had the number one defense in the league, and they just let them take – what was that? 39 yards in 15 seconds or whatever it was. Like, those two plays, I mean, that was a defensive collapse. You know, that game should have been put away. Yeah, and it's crazy. I saw the audio today with Kelsey's. He was mic'd up. And literally, he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, just run this route. I can screen you. We're going to get a chunk yardage here. And then the next play, he's like, all right, throw it to me over here. You're just like, Jesus. Like, I know they're great athletes, but you forget how friggin' football smart these guys are, too. Yeah, seriously. They just study the game like crazy. All right. The other game, obviously, as Seahawks, I will say, for the seat. I know we're not supposed to cheer for anybody else in the division, but I'm happy the NFC West is a Hawks fan. It's like, all right, it is the best damn division in football. It's the NFC championship game. Yeah. We beat the Niners twice. <laughs> right. nope. I, I, was, I was there the second one. Yeah. Uh, but also I wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Cause I feel like Aaron Rodgers this season, like put way too much pressure on himself. <laughs> like some of the stuff he said, it's like, Dude, like, I, a lot of people didn't care about Aaron Rodgers either way, that after this offseason, we won't even get into the during the season stuff, but just after this offseason, people are like, oh, I just want him to lose. And it was like, yeah, like, you, you talked all that trash, and then you guys lost again in the playoffs to a team you should have beat. Yeah, seriously. I, I feel like when quarterbacks uh, – well, I don't know. I, I think that you get, like, a false sense of power when everyone around you is just, like – you know, kowtowing to you and Sing your D all the time. And people, celebrities start to conflate that with like the validity of their opinion in the public sphere on things they don't know that much about. And so then once they do that, it's like, Hey, if you keep winning, people aren't really going to talk trash about it. Like, um, like Cam Newton's whole fashion thing, but like you start losing, like people jump on you pretty quick. Cause you put a target on your back. So I feel like he had this coming. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the old joke, right? Winning cures all. So, like, even if people aren't getting along yep. in the locker room, but you're still winning, it's like, all right, I'll deal with that guy. And look, what is it, a 53 or 52, 53-man roster? Like, trust me, there's plenty of people on football teams who don't really, like, hang out with each other or like each other. But if the dude's good and you're winning, you don't care. I mean, right, wasn't that the whole thing that there was, like, the year the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, there was, like, a fight in the locker room, like, the week before some shit? Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, right. Oh, it's, yeah. It's just like, eh, these things happen. But, Cobb, you're absolutely right. Winning cures all. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. Where is Aaron Rodgers from originally? California, right? Yeah. He's a Southern California boy, isn't he? Uh, I thought it was Northern California. Oh, I don't know. He, he went to Cal. I know he played at Cal. But he went okay, to some okay. junior college yeah. beforehand. JUCO. I like it. I always respect somebody who comes out of the JUCO to make it into the league. He went to a JUCO. Did Josh Allen go to a JUCO for a year or two before he went to Wyoming? Hmm. There's a, college football has a few dudes like that. Remember Cam Newton did it because he was at Florida – and then went to a JUCO, and then ends up at Auburn, and wins a title. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and, he was phenomenal in college. Oh, and that smile. God damn, I love that guy. It's a crazy league. Smile. <laughs> 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 uh. Oh man. All right, so we're talking about the best NFL weekend ever. So then, I, that's why I was uh, asking you guys earlier today. So like. I know we've talked about that Texas SC game for the championship in 06 was like the best college football game I've seen. So then like, what's the best, what would you say is the best sporting event or show you've seen in person? And for Matt, I know that's tough to say a musical shows you've seen so many. I mean, all of us have. <laughs> oh God. I'm going to need a second, Matt. You got to go first, dude. So <laughs> can I go one per sport? I mean, sure. Okay, because I got the Beast Quake game for football against the oh, Saints. Yeah. All right. That was insane. Oh, you were there? I was at that game. My roommate played for the Saints, and he got me a ticket and his jersey. No I was at way. the game wearing a Saints jersey, actually. <laughs> actually, I don't remember if I wore it or not, but I was in the Saints family section. So it was real quiet when that touchdown went in. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, weren't you sitting with his dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad and I are really close. We were drinking a lot of Long Islands and just having a good time. But, yeah, it was, it was nice that the, that the Hawks won. <laughs> also, hilarious. actually, okay, I have a quick side, quick side note on that. Sorry, Matt, to cut you off. No problem. Um, but one thing that I, the thing that I thought was the craziest about that was that all those players – oh, shoot, actually, yeah, this is public knowledge. All those players – at the beginning of the season, they get a card for the Nike town or Nike store, and Nike will just put a certain amount of money on it, and it kind of depends on how good they are as players. So, like, my roommate, you know, kind of like a lower-level lineman guy, he would just get five grand. And so he took me there, and he was like, get whatever you want. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, just whatever you want. He's like, I already got golf clubs, pants, hats, sunglasses. He's like, I just have, like, $3,000 left on here that I need to spend in the next month. So I always thought that was cool. But what was crazy to me is the quarterback, Drew Brees, gets $45,000 a year worth of Nike stuff. $45,000 of shirts and shoes. Like, wow. you couldn't I, – I honestly don't think you could spend that much. I honestly don't. Even if you're a professional <laughs> athlete, even if you're getting full workout gear. And imagine that it's every year that thing re up. Isn't that crazy? That always <laughs> blew my wild. mind. That'd be hard. You're right. That'd be hard to spend that much money. And, like, there's a lot of expensive stuff in a Nike town, but that'd be a lot of gear. That's insane. Yeah, think about what $1,000 gets you, and now you have to do that 45 times. Oh, wow. I mean, Ted, you love kicks, but I, I don't think you could do it, bro. Not in a Nike town, maybe online. Yeah, I'd give it a run. 
<laughs> all of a sudden to be like, dude, I would love to see that drip, son. I would love to oh, see that drip. Be ridiculous, man. I mean, just head to toe and swooshes. <laughs> dude, Ted, you know what's funny, man? Is like, um, I've had different friends at different times say, like, oh, they wish they were sponsored by whoever. Um, one mutual friend of ours has always wished he was sponsored by Trident, which you and our other friend happen to be. Um, but I feel like you sponsored by Nike would be amazing. Like that's a sponsorship I would love to see. Oh, oh, and I just doing what your buddy did. That would be so gangster. Just like, hey man, let's go get you some kicks. Let, let's let's tighten this up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. Like I can't even imagine. I feel like you would just have new shoes every day. You'd have like six pairs of each shoe too. That'd be hilarious. Start having to call me crispy. Everything's clean, crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'd start getting into like obscure stuff too. You'd be like wearing Nike golf shirts out to dinner and like, you know what I mean? Like trying to like fort shoehorn like Nike into any regular activity. Well, dude, when a company sponsors you, right? Like coach Wooten was sponsored by Reebok for years. So like, it'd be crazy though, because he was like an official Reebok, like guy, like everything he had was Reebok. Like they made, they don't sell Reebok dress clothes, but they would make them just for like Reebok and, and for those coaches. So I think Nike does the same thing. Like, like all of a sudden, like shirts and like slacks and everything are like you, it'd be, you'd be hard to tell, but you'd be like, oh my God, like that's got a Reebok logo, like kind of stuck in there. Like they make everything. It's like, oh yeah, they just don't sell it to the general public. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So they'd yeah. just be making you a lot of like, what, like, plain white tees and fitted caps oh man if i had that account now they like if i ever had to wear a suit it'd be a nike suit and be like like no dude i'm, I'm gonna jump in the pool and get right out it's like it's like it's microfibered it's moisture wicking dog i'm fine yeah exactly <laughs> dude, right? that'd be amazing i would love to see you sponsored by nike <laughs> so would i oh all right, Matt. You, all right, so that's one game. That was a fun sidebar, Cobb. I appreciate that. Yeah, sorry, Matt. No, it's all good. I, I know. I'm um, just, now I'm picturing Ted like running routes out in the parking lot for tailgates. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah, because now I have like gloves on and everything. Just like, like <laughs> yeah. out. the gloves. Dude, you'd be wearing those gloves to work like in the winter in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a is that a batting glove? You're like I'm fine. It's spring. <laughs> <laughs> right? We're like, I wish somebody had brought a ball. It's like, well, Sean's trunk is full of a bunch of Nike basketballs and footballs. We're good at soccer balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, uh, I was also there when uh, Wayne Gretzky broke Gordy Howe's record for the most goals scored in the NHL against the Canucks. That right, was a dope moment. Big. And then, uh, oh. was, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the first uh, against the Pacers went Shaq and Kobe's first championship together. I was there um, game six of that. And that one was kind of crazy because there was riots afterwards. And so, oh. and we got out of Staples Center before they locked people into Staples Center until the riots calmed down. Uh, so, but we made it back to the car, made it home safely. And, you know, the game was memorable, but also so was walking to the car afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. Maybe I shouldn't have said in person. So I think some of the greatest games I've watched probably been on TV. 
Man, that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, like concerts, for me in person. Oh, God, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, man. You're good. Oh, I was just gonna say for me in person. I think it wasn't the game itself. It's just the era I was at in my life. But I feel like the whole like refuse to lose nineteen. I want to say ninety five Mariners playoff games. Like that's some of the most memorable to me. I mean, you're talking about for people from Seattle, like. The big unit, Randy Johnson out there. You had Tino Martinez, Edgar Martinez, Dan Wilson, Jay Buhner, like Griffey, uh, Vince Coleman, I believe. Is, I think it was his name, like number one in steals in the country. I mean, like that roster was stacked. It was just magic watching those guys work. That and Sonics games when I was young, when you had Gary Payton, the glove, and, uh, and Sean. So, yeah, I would say, I would say just early games, just because where I was at in my life rather than the game itself. Yeah, I mean, I think I would say, like, it wasn't the greatest game, but it was for us because the Sounders won. But watching our team win a title in our, in our own stadium was pretty awesome. And then the other one was I was at that game where Romo messes up the, uh, the snap and the Seahawks beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. Oh, no. That had to be, like, what, like, 07 or something? Yeah. Like, that was a while ago. But I was like, that – that was pretty crazy. Wow. And I'm trying to, I've seen a bunch of sporting events, but like seeing a game come down. Yeah, that's tough. I will say like watching Maryland when they won the national title, like we were over at Bernie's, we had the projector out. We had like a giant screen or a white sheet up against his bed and just had the TV like playing out there. Like that, that was a fun run. Sounds like a good time. Matt, sorry, I thought you were racism. No, no I just always I want to meet Ted. Uh, have I met Bernie? Nah, Bernie's only been out. Uh, he came out for the fight, but that was that was like oh eight. Okay, yeah. yeah, he sounds like a fun dude. <laughs> yeah, well, he bought an RV this year, and when I saw him in June, he was talking about taking two weeks, and he was going to go to Yellowstone. I was like, dude, if you're in Montana, why don't you just drive twelve more hours up to Seattle? <laughs> And he's like, Teddy, I'm not going to be that close to you. And I'm like, Bernie, have you looked at a damn map? How far you're talking about driving? Like, oh, you're in a, like, he got like a decent sized motorhome, right? Like, like, and then he like, he's like, yeah, we're just going to drive through the Appalachian Mountains down through like Georgia and stuff. I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. Had him always like, Bernie's a smart dude, but like, I never thought about it until I moved out here, but he's like, Oh man, we're gonna stop every night, have a fire on like in August in Yellowstone. Probably not. Dude, big dreams though. I like it. Big dreams, man. I mean, if he's got that RV, like, wait, is he a big college football guy? Uh, yeah. I mean, not as much anymore. He he used to come on the trips with us. All right, I was gonna say. I drive down to the University of Texas. I'd be happy to host you guys for a little Longhorn. Like we, I mean, I know you and I have already hit the Red River shootout, but I'm talking about a home game, night game at UT. That could be fun. Anyway, throwing it out there. How far is College Station from uh, Austin? Um, dude, you know, it's funny. I'm a big map guy and directions and whatever, but I have no idea where the hell College Station is. Is that where A&M is? Oh, yeah. It's only like two hours away. We're going down there in October. We'll have to pop over to Austin. 
Oh, shit, dude, that's awesome. I actually might, yeah, I'm, I, I would consider driving down to meet you guys. Plus, there's a lot of other big football schools down there. I mean, <clears throat> sorry, you got, you know, Baylor as well. And, like, um, yeah, I actually don't know where I was going with that. That's kind of it. Uh, you got TCUs down there. Like, yeah, there's there's some big uh, schools. That's right. <laughs> Plus, we got big news on uh, the personal front. Uh, my nephew's been touring colleges in the SEC. So if this podcast turns into a Mississippi State football podcast, you know why. <laughs> wow, let's go. Let, I'm ready. Dude, my body is ready for Mississippi State tailgate. I'll just say that. Yeah, I don't think that kid realizes how big of a choice this is for me and Chris and Will. I'm like, listen, it's your college, <laughs> but you're talking Mississippi State or Tennessee. He went to like four schools. I'm like, come on, man, pull through. What's their college football look like? Yeah, it's not about you, young man. It's not about you. That's yeah. We have one employee who is in a frat at University of Washington, and you better believe every week I'm like, "Look, can we come and roast a pig on your lawn?" Just me, Ted, and another buddy of ours. Like, come on, it's not about you, man. Stop being so selfish. Uh, all right, real quick, best concert. Oh God, and you say real quick too. I, uh, yeah that's true you did you did you gave us ample warning <laughs> tool at the gorge tool at the gorge yeah in 06 yep i was there yeah yeah i would put that up there just for environment i mean the gorge is hard to beat i'd say pearl jam at the gorge is pretty great and yeah. i'm not like i'm a pearl jam fan i'm not the biggest one yeah. But I have a hard time picking anything other than uh, and Cobb was there, but seeing Diplo and Skrillex together <laughs> at nighttime. <and> pretty, <laughs> well, pretty, pretty oh, amazing. my God. With only 200 people? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right? And it was like, I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's not like a weird club. Like, no, just walk up to the front. Do whatever you want. Like, have a little dance circle with your European friends. Yeah, seriously, that was insane. I mean, like, what an opportunity. For me, honestly, I feel like it's not so much the artist and the performance as, like, my state of mind and how I'm doing it. And so I would honestly probably say some of the shows at Summer Meltdown for me, like, I really loved Glit Grizz, Big Gigantic. Like, some of those, I feel like I just kind of lose myself in the crowd. So Diplo and Skrillex, definitely a top three. And same with, with Grizz at Summer Meltdown and, and Big Gigantic. Yeah, Big Gigantic crushed. They were, they were awesome. They did. It was also funny, like two months later, me and Chris and Will are at Red Rocks and we can't go in because they're sound checking. I'm like, who is And the girl's like, oh, it's Big Gigantic. I was like, I just saw them like a month, like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were joking. She was like, I was like, how long are you guys open? She's like, we stay open during the shows. And I just look at her and go, that crowd is not eating a lot once they get to the show. And she's like, no, 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 we'll serve booze. But yeah, nobody's going to come in the restaurant far. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Just like, can I get seven ice waters and two grape juices, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's take a break here. We'll uh, come back and do some emails. What's Madden in the Cop Talk? All right, we were just talking there uh, during the break. As always, thanks to our sponsors. And I was saying, uh, speaking of sporting events, <clears throat> going to see the Harlem Globetrotters this Saturday. Yeah. Dude. 
And when you said that, you didn't sound that excited, which blew my mind. Because I've wanted to see the Harlem Globetrotters my whole life. Have you seen them before? Or are you just like not, not pumped or what? Oh, yeah. You've never, you didn't see the Globetrotters as a kid? No. Nope. How on? No. Dude, have oh. you met my parents? We're, out, we're like, we were camping, man. And like learning how to like make Dutch oven pies and stuff. Oh, I thought that was just part of every kid's, like, growing up. Like, you go see the Globetrotters. I think I've seen them, like, two or three times. Like, my mom even saw what? them when she was a kid. Like, oh, yeah, that's, like, a thing. It's, like, a rite of passage. You got to see the Globetrotters. Dude, I, I rarely, rarely ask you for favors, although more so recently. Could you take a photo of the Globetrotters when you're there and send it to me? Oh, I just, yeah. like, want to see what their whole kind of setup is, like, what the program is, you know? I've always been fascinated by the Globetrotters. I have some Globetrotter questions. Okay, go ahead. Like, is it the same guys this whole time? From when you were kids, there's got to be new guys out there, but do they have the same names on the jerseys? Are they playing the same characters? Oh, no, no, no. They change, and they have, like, tryouts and stuff. So, like, what's it? Monolark Lemon? He was, like, the most famous one, but he was old when I was a kid. Like, he might have passed away by now. But, like, they'll keep some older guys around that are kind of, like, the crazy zany guys. And then, like, uh, I mean, it's insane because it's a show, too. So they're, like, messing around with, like, kids in the audience. They have a little person on their team. Like, one dude just dunks, and it's just, like, his whole arm is in the rim, and he's just, like, hanging on it. I mean, it's it's wild. Are these guys that you would recognize from the NCAA? Oh, yeah. Some of the, if you're a college, like, basketball, like, hoops fan, like, some of these dudes, like, you'd recognize their names. But, oh, they use their same names. Wow. Yeah. Some yeah. of them might have, like, nicknames, but, like, some of them are just, like, dudes that play for the Globetrotters. Okay. That's so crazy. In my limited knowledge, God, this is going to make me sound like an idiot, but I honestly thought that these were just, like, dudes from Harlem who are good at basketball. Like, made a team <laughs> and decided to tour. Well, I think that's how it started way back in the day. <laughs> okay, but now they just like they have enough of a name that they just like recruit top talent and they're like, hey, do you want to spin a basketball for a living? Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, that's so cool. And it's like a hard job to get, right? Because a lot of guys go overseas and plays yeah. with this and that. But like to be a Globetrotter, it's like, because you can't just have really good basketball skills. You got to have like a personality, you got to have something kind of unique that you do as well. Yeah, some razzle-dazzle. Wait, so how many shows are these guys doing in, like, a year? I mean, you don't have to know the exact number, but are they doing, like, five or, like, 500? Oh, no. Like, I'm going on Saturday, and they do two shows on Saturday. They might do, like – and they'll do, like – they're doing Climate Pledge when I see them on Saturday. Then I want to say Sunday they're up in Everett, and they might be down in, like, Showware on Friday. Like, they're like a they're, – they're almost like a comedian. Like, they show up to your town, and they're putting on, like, at least four shows. Wow. Um, wow. What's their margin of error? Like, how often do they miss a shot or drop a basketball? Because, like, Cirque du Soleil is, like, razor thin. They can't. I mean, it seems like they would die, right? But, you know, what, what level, what's their percentage, would you say? So, the execution. They- don't get me wrong. They're still going to miss shots, but right. they just basketball. They don't lose to the generals. I think they've only lost to the generals. That's the team they play like once or something. I would love to be at one of those shows and be like, 
yo, the generals won. They beat the Globetrotters. But every kid in the arena would be crying. Uh, so, yeah, like, they'll miss some shots. But also, like, part of it, too, is just, like, it, it's basically almost, like, just the ball skills. Like, they, but they pass it around so much, and they're throwing it behind their backs and their heads. Like, the poor generals, like, are just trying to play, like, a regular game of hoops. So you take a little liberty, like they're not calling traveling or like, you know, like you want past half court and you have to come back. Like, but see, now you can see it as I'm smiling. Like it, it seriously is like a super fun show. Like I recommend, I just, my bad guys. I just assumed as a child, everybody had seen the Globetrotters. No. I saw them, like, this is fascinating cartoons. I, I would love to see the Globetrotters. Jesus. I feel like we got to make this happen now. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Texas here. We'll figure out something. There's got to be getting an arena. What's that? We're getting an arena down here. Like the end of this year. Look, if you have an arena, the Globetrotters will play it. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) I feel like I'm just shitting on your guys' childhood now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I'm about to call my parents and complain. Yeah. Why don't you just tell Dennis and Denise to their faces that they were bad parents, Ted? (laughs) Well, he seems like a decent human and a man, but you never took him to see the Globetrotters? Like, I knew there was something off about that guy. I always knew there was something off. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm going to jot that down. Globetrotter review next week. (laughs) Globetrotter review. Now I feel uh, like I gotta pay the extra money to get like pictures with these dudes when I go. Oh, blow! It, it'll blow. I would love that, dude. You're in there. You're in there with your arm around two glow trials. You're like, it's not for me. Like, it's for my friends. I would never do this. <laughs> Honestly, Ted, you know, like the idea of you paying for a photo with a celebrity is hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I'm like, man, that package is like an extra hundred bucks. <laughs> uh, don't do it, man. Just a photo of the, I mean, just a photo of the arena. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> All right. We got any emails in there? <laughs> yeah, we got three. Um, okay. Uh, uh, do you guys remember what the cop topic was? It was like something related to old people. Oh, I think it was I like it what's was, something you do that's like No, it was like what's like uh what's like something old people are into that you're into and Matt said posture and I was like yes. eating dinner at three. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a tense answer. Okay. Um my favorite old person thing. What's cracking to the greatest podcast in all the land? All the land. All the land. Ted said both old person activities that I love. I love going to small cafes. Shout out to the Rose and Puyallup. I love uh, the feeling of someone who wants to work there, not has to. Uh, the food is some of the greatest food that didn't come out of your grandma's kitchen. has a touch of a homemade meal instead of the meal clearly from a distribution center. And second, I love Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. I know a ton of random facts thanks to the legend, Trebek. I watch Wheel of Fortune with my son, and it helps him learn the letters, which is pretty cool. Matt, uh, you ever thought about uh, maybe putting the cop topic in the description of the cast? Take care, gents. Jaden, P.S. R.I.P. Top Dog. Well, Matt, have you? 
I mean, yeah, I just kind of we we developed a very simple system for it a while back and just kind of stuck with the formula, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I the formula violence, drugs and sex sells. <laughs> I'm sure we could put in the cop topic. Yeah, we could I could start doing that. Um, you know, yeah, that'd be totally maybe yeah, but get more emails or something. <laughs> you sound very enthusiastic. All right, oh, no. if it's a dying segment, just tell me, okay? <laughs> no, I'll just put a new spot for it. My, my head while yeah. I'm drowning. It's it's not that much work. It wouldn't take any more time, actually. All right, well there we go. We'll, we'll get that. We'll get a description in there for that emailer. All right. <laughs> Every week oh, or just this week. We're, if the criteria we're going on is it wouldn't take any extra time. I feel like Ted can go get a photo with the Globetrotters. <laughs> no extra time. No extra uh, time, Going to the arena. Yeah, you're already going to be there, man. <laughs> I like your logic, dude. Uh, to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. I was listening to an old episode that popped up on Apple Podcasts where you guys are talking about Decepticons. Can you guys tell the current audience and me what a Decepticon is? Ted Smith? Oh, no, I got to explain your term. I get, I'm happy to say it. I just feel like you have more experience with them. That's all. Uh, right. Decepticon is kind of like, think of like your girl on the east side. Like, I don't know. The problem is we've gotten older, but like, she's probably like in her 30s. Uh, I love them. Like fake blonde hair, fake tan. Like, maybe not as attractive, but, like, put together well, like a Decepticon. Mike, the Decepticon is a species of female native to the Bellevue area and the greater east side at large. Now we're seeing some of them coming out of Newcastle, uh, even as far south as Renton. And Ted's right. They have platinum blonde hair, typically. um, And they've put in the effort. We're talking about, like, you know, scantily clad, a lot of makeup, Maybe not the best personality, um, but they look hot. It's like um, it's like something that feels like a good idea uh, at the time. You know what I mean? Like that extra shot of tequila. You're like, wow, like that girl, you know, like, I mean, you're not like I could see a future with her, but you're like, you know, like, wow, I would, I would uh, like to do some terrible things to her. And so a Decepticon, yeah, it's just, you, you think it's the real thing, but it's like a, um, a breeding signaling mechanism that they've taken advantage of in us like if i see a blonde while i'm driving the car like my head jerks to the side you know what i mean in fact i would argue many men have been in car accidents in bellevue because of these decepticons and if you're not from the area bellevue is a fake city it's like a giant outdoor mall and so the decepticons fit right in they're cyborgs but you mistake them for real people with real feelings and uh you know they'll step on your heart when they get the chance so anyway in my opinion that's the decepticon boys Hey, look, if the look didn't work, we wouldn't be talking about it. I mean, that's the bottom line. It's, it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like uh, you think about like fishing, how they use like lures and stuff. Like this is one that 10 aisles fall for every time. Oh, yeah. And it's getting tougher. It's like the older I get, right? Like you're just like, like girls look more attractive. Like women look more attractive. But then also like there's a lot of people out there doing little things with different plastic surgeries and this and that. It's like man, how's everybody getting this good looking all of a sudden? Like, I respect your gym effort. That's just, that's just hard work and sweat. But 
the other stuff. We're kind of we're kind of piecemealing this together. <laughs> and when you wake up in the morning, the final point when you wake up in the morning, it never looks the same. You know what I mean? Like she's got an eyelash coming off, like the wig's on sideways. I don't know. It just it feels like you did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Top topic and sports. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Uh, regarding the cop talk up topic about old people stuff, I finally started taking stretching seriously over the fall. Watching the gymnasts at the Olympics being so flexible and also now younger than me made me feel bad about myself. So I decided I'm going to be able to do the splits both ways by my 30th birthday this year. Anything physical health related is only going to get harder as we get older. So an arbitrary goal is still a good goal, I figure. I'm pretty close already, but I'll be able to keep it up easily afterwards. As for sports ending, dude, you should send us a photo when you get it. That'd be pretty cool. That was a dream of mine at one point. Uh, as for sports ending, I just wanted to suggest Ted or anyone check out Rugby Union if he hasn't. All right. Is that uh, like a movie? I know he has. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Is it a what? movie? Rugby Union? Um, so... It looks like it's TV. So I know he has Peacock and the entire English Premiership on there is on there. And also the European Champions Cup. Season doesn't end until almost July. And then there's some other competitions on. I started watching last year, also because of the Olympics, and decided to be a, oh man, I don't know how to say this word. Uh, Leicester Tigers fan. Uh, I'm not sure how the English pronounce that, but L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R. Leicester? Yeah. And because they were middle good, and it felt like a good bet for at least decent games. Uh, then they got stupid good this season, so that's cool. Cheers, Chris. Ted, you ever gotten into Rugby Union? Uh, what? Oh, you know what? I, do, I have watched some Harlequin games on uh, Peacock because my buddy Rob, when he was living in London, his neighbor, Maddie was a massive Harlequins fan. They play in, like, the domestic league in England. So I've like he's so I I get what he's talking about. So I've seen that I, they're in London. So like if I like I follow them on Twitter. Every time it pops in, I'm like, why am I following the Harlequins? And I'm like, oh yeah, because of Maddie. So yeah, I've I've watched some rugby. And listen, football's on, football's about done. So I'm like, it, I got to start getting back into my weird sports. Premiodish. <laughs> I know it was tough. The IPL didn't end up playing this year, so I've been watching international stuff. The Indian Premier League, not the English <laughs> Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Ted, Ted, if there's an obscure sport on, you'll find it. Like, I feel like you could be the curator for ESPN 8, the Ocho. You're like, okay, this week we have sandboxing down in Mexico. And, like, now we're playing, like, lawn bowling in Croatia. Well, we know one of the guys going to the Olympics for curling now. We do? We, we've at least, I know you guys have at least met him. I feel like I know him a little bit. But yeah, this is one of the, one of the meat man's friends. Oh, all right. I always see Brad going to all that stuff. Yeah. I didn't realize his buddies on the Olympic team. Yeah, yeah. He came to meltdown. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. So I'm just waiting for you to get super into curling, Ted. Oh yeah. Well, I will say I enjoy a little curling. Like I, I checked up my guide today, and I was like, oh. The Olympics are starting in like two weeks. And I'm always like, I'm not going to watch them, but I'll end up watching random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Matt, let's, uh, let's catch up with you with what's maddening. 
I mean, we talked about the football. That was, I know, mean, just unreal. I talked about last week how awful the football was on wild card weekend. And like, you know, I kind of didn't have stuff going on. And this weekend we had, <clears throat> I had more plans. Um, well, the PGA was in town, um, but it wasn't exactly a star studded field, but we were going to go on Sunday. And then Sunday came around and there wasn't really anyone that exciting and contention. And, you know, it just wasn't that exciting of a tournament to begin with. And then we um, saw how the football games have been going. We were like, do we go over there? Basically, there was plenty of tickets available because of COVID. So we knew, hey, we could just jet over 20 minutes over that way and go check out the PGA at any point if we want. But then we started uh, watching. We were like, oh, let's just watch some college. Let's just watch some football first. We watched the first half of the Rams and the Bucks. Then we decided to go play golf instead. Because it was just like, all right. Or we could just go play because that game was looked like a blowout at halftime. And then it turned pretty decent in the second half, it turned out. But we went and played golf instead and made it back in time for the um, Chiefs-Bills game. Uh, most of that and that was just insane so it was, a, it was a good fast round where it was like we just kind of weighed our options and decided to um and yeah i got no regrets about it it was awesome um you know i didn't play particularly well but it was just so fun with how good the football was saturday and then sunday to just be like do we go to the pga uh i don't know call it like NFL has been real good this weekend, you know, like let's see how the the Rams bucks or, or how the bucks game goes to start. Um, and then we were watching that and then, uh, you know, just like, ah, we go play 18 instead of going and watching these pros that, you know, they're like I said, they're not the A-listers. None of those guys are going to be on the Netflix. None of those, right? None of those. I feel like most of the big names don't start till like Phoenix, like next month, right? Yeah, a lot of people start next weekend at Torrey Pines too, or, or this Torrey weekend Pines. now in San Diego. But um, did you that's see not, that? That's not the wrong call, by the way. Like I was texting my cousin Tom, like this game's a blowout. Like it's the only reason on Sunday I was like, all right, we got time. Let's clean up and do our, you know, do all the laundry and stuff. And then I was like, holy cow, this game's close. Yeah. Yeah. I checked my phone like halfway through, like somewhere along the way, you know, and I was like, oh, damn. Right. Very made it interesting. Oh, it's over. Okay. Well, cool. Like <laughs> it's, they didn't complete the comeback after we decided to go play 18. So, uh, yeah, no, no regrets there. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. So, you know, especially this being on KISW and like, there's not a ton of rock music down here, but basically like the rock royalty of the region is this band named Caius, which I don't know if you two would know Caius, but, um, one of the dudes from Caius went on to start Queens of the Stone Age, who you both probably know. Sure. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And so Caius, uh, I was just 
talking to my boss and like she knows all those dudes her husband grew up with them and like went to high school together and roadied for them when they were coming up and all sorts of stuff and it was just like a really exciting thing because like like i said you know in seattle there's so much of a rich history that i like you know entrench myself in intentionally and then here i was just like pursuing golf and fitness and sunshine basically and then i was like Wait, what? You know the dudes from Caius? Are you fucking joking me? Like that is so rad. So, uh, that's pretty pumped. That that had me pretty pumped, and I've been on a little bit of a Caius kick from then and some of the side projects and everything. And it's just been like, yeah, a lot of a lot of cool desert vibes. Uh, you know. And I like I said, I was just like, well, that's that's the whole scene here. You know, like from the, they're just very influential for stoner rock and like you know. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of friends that are maniacs about Caius, and I was like, oh, damn, like, uh, our friend Gregor, the former, uh, the podcast oh, yeah. loves him. So, uh, yeah, that was a really cool moment. And yeah, just settling into, you know, life down here and having a good time. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Well, like I was saying uh, before the cast, the Saturday was actually a really nice day. That was the other nice, like, it's like, it just seemed like it had rained all of January. And then it stopped on Friday. Saturday was actually like sunny. Like this is great. Like we had the had the grill going. I I mean, you guys would have loved it. Spread was legit. Like burgers, dogs, guac, homemade pico. There was a buffalo uh, quinoa salad, and we had we had everything jumping off. That sounds awesome. Oh yeah, tortilla chips, and then we had. Uh, we had original Lay's and then there was other chips, but later in the night, I mean, you know how it is. You got like six people to watch sports yeah. and like everybody brought stuff. Like, all right, we have enough food. <laughs> yeah. I think we're not going to starve. Yeah. I mean, right, at your Christmas party, there wasn't even enough room on the table and the counters combined to hold all the food. Like it was insane. Yeah. And it's the same thing, right? Like I'm trying like, I, I just feel like everybody I know is real good about like hosting or this and that. Like there's, there's, there's never a shortage of food. Like sometimes you just got to be like, there's too much. Don't everybody bring stuff. We're fine. Um, Ted, yeah, one more totally. thing about sports that I wanted to ask you. I saw Joe Burrow had a quote of being like, these NFL stadiums don't compare to the SEC as far as like how loud they get. And, you know, now he's going into Arrowhead, which is one of the loudest for a playoff game. But I was just curious on your thoughts on that, having been in various places and, yeah, how loud it gets. I mean, here's the deal. And I get the NFL fans are like, in Seattle and Arrowhead are the two loudest, loudest stadiums, right, where Kansas City plays. And that's like decibels. But, like, Joe Burrow played at LSU, right? So you're talking every time they had a home game, you're talking over 100,000 people. Plus, there's a massive marching band. That might be the million-dollar marching band or something. Like, so I kind of I think he's right. I think the atmosphere and like the craziness of the SEC is, in college football is just insanity. And it's so loud. Yeah, that's, I, I thought he, he made a good point, too, and was like, you know, we'll see. Um, I doubt he'll be blaming noise if they don't win on, uh, you, you know, there this weekend. But yeah, it was especially with those bands, right? It was just like, huh, 
And that's part of it too. Like I think NFL stadiums, like when it's a fourth down and it's, it's the fourth quarter, like for those like 30 seconds, they, they might be a little bit louder, but the overall experience in a college stadium, is just massive. And somebody else made a good, yeah. And like in the NFL, you have a stadium. Whereas like in the, in college football, that's a university. It's a state's pride. Like it's a whole different ball game. Well, yeah. And the other thing about college is I feel like the insults get personal because people know you, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's friendships and relationships and girlfriends and ex-girlfriends. Like people know you at the college level and like those insults, like they hurt, you know, like they're like in NFL, you're a professional. It's kind of like, Oh, whatever. But like, in college, you know, you're 20 years old. I guess it's a different, different kind of head game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Topic. Okay. So, um, uh, as you guys know, well, actually, Ted, Ted's been party to my checkered history with owning vehicles. Um, I don't have a car. I haven't had one basically for 10 years, but mixed in in there a couple, there was like a couple six month periods where I would like buy a car and then, you know, hate it and sell it. And so I'm at a quandary. So in Austin, we live right downtown. Good for me. But there's a lot of cool stuff that I want to check out that's around you know, the city and the state of Texas, go down to San Antonio, up to Dallas to hit Dealey Plaza, maybe even go see Ted for an A&M game, who knows? So I was kind of thinking about like, all right, I don't have a family, I don't have kids. um, And I don't have like a ton of money, but like, I was thinking like affordable dream cars. And so I was like, dude, I feel like me like driving around in like a Bronco with a belt buckle on, like, that could be a fun two-year period, like an old Bronco from like the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking about like OJ running from the cops with AC in the backseat type Bronco. And so I guess my question is, cop topic, what is your attainable dream car? Uh, or one you think that I should actually just rock in Austin? Uh, feel free to email us, literally the word email at thepodcast.com. Uh, what is your attainable dream car? I.e. like what car do you feel like there's actually like a shot of you getting like, it can just be something like you've always wanted or, you know, something that you're considering. But anyway, you know, like I'm talking like a, a Camaro T top, you know, like a firebird, like something stupid, but fun. It's like, what do you got boys? Man. <laughs> I mean, I, my buddy had one when I was in high school it was his dad's, but he would let him drive it and we would rag that thing out and then he ended up crashing it. But it was, uh, it was, it was a, a Mustang convertible, right? So Mustang convertibles used to only come in like, it was like the old LX body, but it had been souped up to a 5.0. So like that car was just, oh. like, right? It was just like the coolest cars. Like I still like those Mustangs. And I'm not talking like 60s, 70s Mustangs. I'm talking like 90s Mustangs before they got like giant, like the kind of square yeah. one. Yeah. But Cobb, for you. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I feel like in that part of Texas, like, I, nothing crazy, but like you got to get a pickup truck. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say pickup truck. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude! All right. Well, I mean, within that genre, what do you get? Are you a Ford guy, Chevy guy? You know, Tesla Cybertruck. Like, what are we doing? Oh man! Honestly, I say you get a you get a Dodge. 
A Dodge? Dude, if I get a Dodge, I'm going to start smoking cigarettes and carrying a Desert Eagle on my belt, but I'm down. At this point in my life, dude, I got nothing left to lose. You're right. Dodge Diesel. <laughs> Complete the lifestyle, Cobb. Yes, exactly. Man, dude, we always end up in these conversations that are just like so stupid, like mostly not on the cast, but just are so stupid. Like we'll be trying, we'll be like blazed at like three in the morning trying to convince each other of stuff. I'm not getting a Dodge Diesel, dude. <laughs> I mean, that'd be gangster, <laughs> Uh, Matt, what do you got? Trust, real quick, trust me. When I go to College Station this year, like I'm bringing my goddamn cowboy hat. Like I'm going full cowboy. <laughs> uh, That's fantastic. I always uh, thought forerunners were pretty sick, and uh, you know, reason I don't uh, actually know how attainable they i actually hear they're kind of tough to get in the resale market like to get them you they're not easy to come by and you know last pretty long so yeah but forerunners always seem dope and just hearing you ask that i feel like there's a lot of options if you know how to work on cars like guys that's that life skill like really pays dividends because like my car friends are like, what do you mean? I just go get this thing at auction and I do a little bit of work on it over a weekend or two. And it's like some awesome deal that they get where I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, I don't have that choice. That's not a, that's not a thing. I'm not that guy, pal. <laughs> right. I don't want to try and underpay. Me. Yeah. I don't, so I don't think that's happening for you, Cobb, either. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever see that, that viral video, Matt? You know what I'm talking about? Which one? So the guy like steps to the guy in the uh, retail store. He's like, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. <laughs> if you haven't, oh. just look it up on YouTube. It's honestly incredible. Yeah, you've oh. probably seen the reaction. Like people just use it as a reaction video now. But the okay. original video is good. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're not that guy. You're not that guy. Yeah, Cobb, I don't know, man. I, like, see, this is the problem. Is like you're in Austin, so you don't really need a trucker. But I'm like, you got to get a truck so you could sit on the bed when you're watching the sun go down over the plains, partner. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that does feel right. You're right, man. I, I've been toying with a lot of ideas, and a truck does feel like the natural fit in Texas. You know, I feel like that makes me more of a more of a local. <laughs> I mean, literally, I was with Brett this weekend, and we got stuck in a half hour conversation, not about hanging out on the beautiful lake house and and how hot it was, just the ride over in White Lightning. <laughs> for people who don't know my scooter is called black thunder and white lightning is a miniature pickup truck that this little nissan pickup truck uh, that i've had since high school uh that's awesome that was the highlight of the summer huh i love that that's the part of like going to mass house that, that gets play yeah right exactly like we had this whole amazing day but for some reason we were drunk and spent half an hour just talking about that ride over and people were like what do you mean? We're like, this is a small truck. There's three of us in there. My arm's getting sunburned somewhere in a, a, a Jimmer Fernette Chinese basketball jersey. Like, <laughs> like every time we added something to the story, people are like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, the lake was great too. Well, and honestly, what people don't understand is like that truck, the interior capacity is like the front seat of a Volkswagen rabbit. I mean, it's small and like three big men in there was, doesn't fit like i can barely get like one other person in there let alone two 
Yeah, and like that thing can't handle a lot of weight either. It's just dragon. <laughs> oh, it's a manual, so you have to reach between the man next to you's legs to shift. Right, that was the whole thing. Brett, Brett was like, "Yeah, remember he?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. He had to reach between your legs to shift every time." <laughs> All right, I will get a picture at the arena if I can finagle meeting yeah. a globetrotter. I'll send you guys that. Yes. Uh, if oh, you're yeah. at the if you're at the globetrotters, I'll be at the two p.m. show. Uh, you know, say what's up. Uh, other than that, we'll be back. I, we can only hope the championship games live up to the hype of divisional round, but who knows? That I mean, they were awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Other than that, I think we're good to go. We'll see you back here next week uh, for MCTP for Cobb and Lee Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.